Happy 4th of July, everybody. Welcome back to Backstage Cinema, the best destination for all things movies, movie making, more, and I guess America, because Miracle. it is the 4th of July when we are releasing this. I'm your host, Jaden. I'm your other host, Ike. And today, we got another great friend of mine, Nathan Schubert. Hello. Glad to be here. Yeah, or shooby dooby shooby dooby doo. You know what? You How call me you? whatever you want. I've heard every iteration of my name. Shooby dooby 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 dooby. Did you know that his name when we were at when we were in Florida, his name was Scooby Weezer. Scooby Weezer. Scooby Weezer. That's Scooby a name. Weezer's like a that'd be like your rapper name. Scooby Weezer. I come out and you know how Snoop Dogg does like the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I come out Scooby Weezer. I just go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That, is everyone a, gonna finish that croissant? Hear me, mom. <laughs> so, what do you guys want to do today? Hang out with your mom? You know, hear me, mom. But yeah, no, we got Scooby Weezer. How how you doing today? You know what? I am I'm I'm doing quite all right. I got I was like kind of groggy coming in today, but then like seeing everything set up, I'm like I'm pretty amped now to do this. Oh so yeah, I'm feeling. That's what we good. try to do here. So. Exactly. But yeah, I guess tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, what what you do for a living or what you don't do for a living? You pick and choose. They don't know if you're lying or telling exactly. the truth. Exactly. Well, you know, I'm 22 years old. I like long walks on the beach and fresh flowers. Um, oh, that's spicy. I'm a uh, I'm a film graduate of uh, of Wright State University. Uh, Raider up, you know. Raider up. Um, Wait, is that actually it? Yeah, yeah you do the little. Bro, th- this it's this for GCU. It's Lopes up. Really? Well, we ripped off oh, you guys. You ripped <laughs> off how, us. How, how old is Wright State? Uh, uh, it's been around since like the 80s, I think. Or the 60s, isn't it? No, no earlier than 60s. that, yeah. Really? Yeah, GCU is about 130 years old, so you no, guys you stole guys, off no, of us. No, ah. you guys still stole off of us. Raider Up's better. Yeah, Raider Up That's is true. better than, what is, what is it? Lopes. They're the Lopes. antelopes. Lopes. <laughs> For a second, I thought you said lobes, like your lobes. Oh, yeah, lobes up. Lobes up. Well, lobes up, lobes up, ready further. <laughs> um, so, yeah, graduated from Wright State, and now I'm kind of just out living an adult life for the first time. I'm... Uh, eventually, I'm hoping to be a, a writer for for films and TV, but mm. I'm open to whatever kind of comes along at this point. Yeah. So yeah, that's fair. There was a uh, actually, who would you or what type of movies do you think you would enjoy writing most? Would you kind of like go across all categories, or is there a specific type of style that you hmm. stick towards? The my go-to answer is always I want to do like uh, either coming of age or adventure or like a mix of the two, so something like Stand by Me or something. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, Stand by Me is one of my favorite movies. There's also a coming of age movie called The Edge of Seventeen that I really like with uh, Haley Steinfeld and Woody Harrelson. I've heard of that one. It's it's, a, it's, it's a pretty good. good. Yeah, my favorite uh, my favorite director and writer is uh, Richard Linklater, and it's a lot of the movies that he uh, makes. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm sure we would have asked you at some point, "What's your favorite director?" Yeah, that's we exactly we really what I was about to ask. Boys, but like, yeah, you are, you're already <laughs> Richard Linklater. Take care of it. Richard Linklater. I love the guy. So, what about? Uh, what about oh, so this isn't yeah. Favorite actor, and okay. why is Ooh. it George Clooney? Um, why is it George Clooney? Well, fun, or actress. Fun fact about my favorite actor, George Clooney. Uh, he changed his appearance a little bit and changed his name to Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> no, that's right. Crazy. I forgot about that. I was wondering yeah. where that guy came it, from. It was in all the papers. So, yeah, uh, he prefers Tom Hanks now, so Tom Hanks is my favorite actor. Thomas the Hank. Thomas the Thomas Hank, the Hank Engine. Yeah. Although, um, oh, what's his name? What's his name? Is slowly getting up there. Andrew Garfield. He's a close oh, number yeah, two. Oh, yeah, yeah. is a close number two because the dude beautiful. kills it in every performance I've seen him in. 100%, yeah. yeah. What's probably your favorite performance of his? Uh, tick tick boom. Yeah, That's fair. so many agree. like the amount of times I think Andrew and I have jammed out to thirty ninety in my car. Oh my gosh, I cannot, bro! It is unprecedented Look, <laughs> how many times I've listened to that song. Same, I, it's amazing. Exactly. It I actually expect it to be on my. Do you, I'm assuming both of you use Spotify. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the it's end of the year, when they do the rewind, I'm expecting it to at least be in the top five somewhere. Oh, if, oh. It's, if it's not, I will consider that a failure to interview <laughs> yeah. the film community. You, you should probably just step away yeah. at that point. But uh, I remember, like, whenever like I'd go over to Wright State for the uh, the PT sessions in the mornings so on Tuesdays and Thursdays, waking up at 5 a.m., listen, cranking dun, dun, up 3090 with the boys. Oh, it hits different. Usually, like, uh, when I'm getting ready in the morning, like after I get out of the shower and I'm just getting ready, I throw on 3090 because it's just like it's just nice to get ready and like have. Oh, yeah. They start out like that. He goes, stop Definitely. the clock. Take time out. Time to regroup before we lose the bow. Freeze the frame. Oh, this literally is going to go back. Back it up. 
<laughs> Time to refocus before they wrap it up. <laughs> All right, now we're getting into the hard stuff. Yeah, so let's just stop right here. <laughs> it goes right, a little bit fast. That. Boys, I don't know why we did that. Start. All right, because You're welcome we, for that. that because we spiked free. so much. Apologies to anybody who is watching or listening, because that probably was an ear rape. But we apologize for that. I'm not sorry. Our voices are great. I, yeah, you should be. You should be being apologetic to us. That's true. Because you just ripped off of like entertainment that. Yeah. We, you, you well, we should have been. We should have been. Pay- we'll probably get flagged by Netflix or something like that for actually singing a song that's theirs. But two two quick questions, I guess, if you actually understand what I'm talking about, Noah. Love Noah, but he didn't realize what I was meaning last week. What is your favorite film genre, and what would you consider to be your favorite film? Ooh. And if you don't know what genres are, it would be like action or sci-fi. <laughs> did, did he not know genres? He, what did he, he started going to a completely different topic. I don't remember. It was random, but favorite genre, and what would you consider your favorite Ooh. movie? I don't think I have any favorite genre, just because I think there's so many good movies in Liar. this genre. <laughs> okay, let's give an example then. Um, I don't know. Um, but anytime. <laughs> I don't know is a very good drama. I, I mean, genre, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it. I feel like there's just so many good choices in each option that it doesn't really make one stand out. Like, I could say, you could give me a genre and I could probably say, like, my favorite movies in each of them. Um, but, like, favorite movie, my go-to answer is always The Martian, just based on, like, That's its, fair. based on, like, just on its yeah. rewatchability, because, I mean, it's The Martian. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, either that or The Social Network, just because that's oh, one of my favorite oh, written yeah. films in the world. That That is a beautiful movie. Yeah. The music really helps. No kidding, yeah. I keep getting recommended it. I just, I need to You've never seen it? it? No, it's been on my list for. I feel like it's brought up a lot. It, it is. I thought you've seen it. The fact that no, it's still I've brought seen so up. many scenes from it. The but. fact that it's still brought up, like, 12 years later as, like, one of the best films of all time. Oh, well, yeah. it's scary accurate how, like, even though we're, we're definitely moving more modern than it was then, like, everything that is in that movie is like we're we're getting to that point again. And look, I know that it's fictional as what Facebook and and the big Zuck are trying to say, but it it's it's pretty accurate it's to happened. allegedly what happened, so. Mark Zuckerberg like came out and said the only thing really like 100% accurate phones off. We are recording. Yeah, what, what the, the heck, heck man? Okay, get get out of here. Come yeah, on. Yeah, boys, now. I'm leaving. Speaking of which, I should probably Stop put that. my phone on do not disturb. Oh, I should have okay, before so I started recording. My pastor, <laughs> I'm just putting this out there. My pastor just sent me an eight ball. An eight ball. Um, I feel like that was accidental. <laughs> An iMessage game. You got, he just said you got so lucky with that last shot. Yeah, so I beat him in one round. He he broke, and then I just clapped him. <laughs> Still, look, all right. You know what? You can take that as you want. That's fine by me. Anyways, as you were saying. <laughs> what was I even saying? I got I so don't know. I got pastor sending you an eight ball. I said the big zuck. <laughs> oh, I don't even remember where we were going with that. We were going somewhere. We just With don't the know metaverse. Where. Oh yeah, he said the only thing that's 100% accurate is what? Oh, uh, he came out and said the only thing that was like really 100% accurate out of that movie was the way he dressed. Ah, uh, that's yeah. I th- I'm calling cap on that. That's, there yeah. has to be more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want them to do a social network too and bring back Jesse Eisenberg with like the whole thing when Zuckerberg went to court. I don't even remember. Call what it that the was social about. network into the metaverse or something like or that. Or into the meatverse, and you'd have him like smoking the meats too. Sure, why not? That was a big old meme. Anything, but just bring back Eisenberg. Heisenberg? And Garfield. Heisenberg, yes. I don't even know if you need Garfield back. Get another... Oh, dude, I felt so bad for him in the movie. Yeah, but, like, he's not a, he's not really a part of that whole story with the courts. They didn't, like... Eh, not anymore, yeah. They weren't like, we want to call our first witness Eduardo Saverin. Now that, like... I will be real, though. Um, Maybe it was because of the time. He did not really fit the mold of what the guy actually looked like, but it's neither well, no, here nor cause, there. Because that's the way it always is in movies. Like, yeah. you, you, yeah. you watch this historical movie, and at the end, you see a picture of what the person actually looked like, and you're yeah. like, holy darns, I feel so <laughs> bad. What the yeah, heck? Yeah, right. They, and again, no offense to Big Zuck, but they always look more attractive in the movies than they do in real life. Yeah. And Mark Zuckerberg yeah. is definitely on nobody's top 50 list of most attractive men, unless they're crazy. But yeah. that's why George Clooney stays number one. <laughs> Understandable. Speaking of George Clooney, though, before we get into a main topic, there's a movie coming out with him... Uh, I think it, in like October or whatever. I can't remember what it's called, but the premise is him and uh, his ex-wife. They both get on a plane to go to their daughter's wedding. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to assume that at the end of the film, they fall back in love with each other or whatever. I saw in the theaters and I was like, when we were watching Minions Rise of Gru, which... What a it, weird it's trailer a, to attach to that movie. It's, I know. It's, it's a gentleman <laughs> film, but yeah. I was like, yo, it's Clooney. Let's so 
Right. I'm going to send you the actual that... trailer later, and we'll have to do an episode. That sounds like <laughs> a lot of movies. I'm trying to think of, is of one specifically that does that. Is Was that one with uh, Rose Byrne and Keanu Reeves like that, the train movie or whatever? I think that Rose was Rose Byrne and Keanu Reeves? You mean Speed? No. That's Sandra Bullock. No, that's Sandra Bullock. That's different. I, I can't I can't think of the exact movie at the moment, but I feel yeah. like that's that's done a lot. Oh, there the like premise of always this this couple that had bad beef and then they get back together. It's it's in every movie yeah. every year pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I think there's been like a constant stream of that since like Die Hard. Yeah, it's even uh, in video games now. What's that? Uh, there's a movie. There's a video game where like the two parents are getting divorced and then they. I was literally Jurassic playing Park? with my buddy. <laughs> Jurassic, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jurassic, Jurassic World. Park. <laughs> no, but they get shrunken down to little wooden puppets. And they have to. You're talking try to, to yourself at this point. I no, have no, no clue. Look, look it up on <laughs> Xbox Game Pass. Colin, Colin and I were playing it. It's Colin Trevorrow. It's something. Because it's uh, Jurassic bro, World. I was thinking the same. Colin Trevorrow. No, Colin Trainy. But no, it's 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 kind of being used in everything now. Speaking yeah. of though, did you watch the new Jurassic? I did not because uh, one of my friends or my roommate went and saw it. And then came back and told us like all the stupid stuff in this movie, and I'm like, it's not worth it anymore. It, it is not worth it anymore. That is for sure. So I was real worried you about to say that you. Well, shocker of the century. I'm gonna spoil something for you guys. Guess who oh, ends no. up back together at the end of the film? Grant and Chris. Uh, yep. and shocker. Shocker. I I knew that would probably happen because they were trying to cover themselves after JP3 when like they split them up and like. Alan. 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 Yeah. Alan. It mm. it's crazy how it works, but yeah. So what is the main topic we're going to get into, boys? Other Oh, other than 4th of July. Somehow we'll tie this episode into the actual holiday to that you're America. hearing us. Yeah. To America. Let's what? talk about our political beliefs. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what to say. It got quiet. I mean, I mean we, could, we could move into film intros if you guys want to. Yeah. So yeah. we are going to be... Oh! Oh, boys, I just got four balls in one. Sorry. <laughs> Put I'm your playing. phone away. Um, we dude. are recording and uh, talking about this. This is important. We're, this is important. Also, you got to kiss that mic more. You got to almost like rest it on your chin. Almost. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. Okay. No, you were all good. So, yeah, we're going to be discussing some of our favorite uh, movie intros. And maybe we'll talk at the end some of our favorite endings. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess let us know probably in like the Instagram because I guarantee this won't be on YouTube right away. But, Kind of let us know your guys' favorite film intros, but since you're our guest, Nathan, what what stands out to you, or what makes a, a captivating intro, do you think, when it comes to film? I guess just because, like, I always consider the intro of a movie, I think, is probably the most important part in my book, just because in the first 10 minutes, your sole job is literally to convince this audience that your movie is worth watching. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think the intro is something in particular that you have to like pay the most attention to in getting right. Because if you lose, mm. the, if you can't grab the audience in the first 10 minutes, you're not going to get them back. Yeah. Um, and it also, I kind of think just needs to give like a summary of what your whole movie is even about. You know, I mean, there's like the ones that stick out in particular. I mean, there's like star Wars from like, you know, immediately from the intro, what's going on, what the situation is. And you also just have this like grand scale adventure that you're yep. going on. Um, yeah, that's a big one that stands out. Um, my one of my all-time favorite ones is um, is Reservoir Dogs. Ooh. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, yeah. Literally, just because. Yeah. Or is it, no, it's breakfast. Yeah, it's it? breakfast because they're they're literally just having breakfast before this heist, and you don't even really know what they're doing. They're just sitting there having this conversation, but like the conversation that they're having, and where each of these like uh, heist members stand on this stand on just different topics in a conversation, I think it mirrors exactly what happens later, later in the story. Down. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Um, like Which, mi- go watch it. Yeah, go just... watch it. Even if you don't like Tarantino, it's a good story. It's not yes. – it, it, there's no women's feet in there because I don't think there's any women oh, in the movie. Then why would we watch it, guys? Don't watch it. Never mind, don't watch it. Oh, my goodness. I released the feet cut. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Feet are brought up a lot, and I feel like I started that one, so I apologize. Oh, no. Continue. But, like, um, there is, like, part of their conversation is about, like, tipping. And you get get so much out of, like, each character and, like, how they play into the story and what's going to happen just from that conversation. So, like, Mr. Pink, he's this cheap guy who's always looking out for himself. That mirrors the end where he's the one who tries to escape with all the money, and then he gets caught. Uh, Orange is the one who rats out Mr. Pink for not tipping. Spoiler alert, yep. he's a he's cop. He's the rat, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and 
and um, and then like Mr. White, he's the one who's always Walter. Yeah, hey, Mr. White, yeah, science. Um, Mr. Black's the baddie. <laughs> yeah, he's uh like he's the one who's like vouching for the waitresses, saying like, oh, you should tip him because he's supposed he's like the guy looking out kind of for Mr. Orange and like yeah. everyone because he's like the most this job is like the most personal to him. Right. So just just things like that that you get out of this is probably is like what makes that intro so great because you c- you don't really realize it until you watch it again, but it's setting mm. up everything that's going to happen later in that film, which is like. That's just why I think it's just a great intro. And the way the movie just like completely just like works around not even showing the heist is just so genius yeah, too. Exactly. Like, the movie would be just it would be just a good movie if they showed the heist, mm-hmm. but it's a great movie because they don't show it. You just you gotta watch it's it. It's all in the head. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. What for you would stand out as a oh man a good intro. I'm hoping there's, you don't say what I'm about to say. So there's there's so many. I was trying to think about some that like what I would like put on the top. Um, but American Psycho has a really good one where you open up and you kind of, it sets the tone of like, okay, you have like your carnivore like meals being prepared with like blood splattered everywhere, but Mm -hmm. it's like in such a delicate manner. And then you get introduced to Patrick who is like ratting out his friends for like being more of like a boy scout type boy being Mm -hmm. like, Hey, like don't make anti-Semitic remarks or like he's, he's, he comes across as a gentleman and then you see his workout routine and then you start to realize no, this is all kind of just like an act, and the dude's mm-hmm. the dude's not here at all. So it kind of really just like it sets up like just who this character is in a very interesting way. Mm-hmm. And then, like you were saying earlier, it, it, uh, movie intros do set up the how the how the movie's gonna go, like the tone of the movie. So mm-hmm. like um, Guardians of the Galaxy with oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that the classic like "Come and Get Your Love" mm-hmm. with Chris Pratt just dancing along like that's 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 got to be one of the top as well but i'm sure i'll think of more later on but that's definitely like i had like 10 in my head before i got here but those are the two that stand out oh yeah at the moment what about you what about you uh the the main one that i was thinking i think that we're all giving each other more ideas um probably the first film (laughs) other than because you you nailed it right on the head the first time i'll never forget watching star wars seeing the opening crawl Mm -hmm. for the first time but i would probably say the dark knight Oh, Ooh, that was that, that was the other one. one. Yeah, that, that was one, one that was on. one yeah. of. I don't want to say the best because there's obviously other ones that are great, but such a good mm-hmm. hook intro because you get to see, ironically, the opposite of what you guys were saying. My Reservoir Dogs, this this amazing heist that ends. Oh, I love yeah. the ending where he finally takes off the mask and mm-hmm. you realize it's the Joker and he puts the bomb. In his mouth and mm-hmm. drives away with the school bus is the only mm-hmm. thing that I will. I I this is probably my biggest problem with the entire movie is when they come out of the bank and the school bus just <laughs> there's like a perfect gets, gap in It's there. like how the hell did <laughs> nobody notice this? Yeah, right. You and gotta, how did they kind of just get away? You it's gotta a little funny. Suspend your disbelief. Yeah, a little because bit uh, it, you get that a lot in that movie of how, like how would the Joker have known this was going to happen in order to make this happen? Well, and, I think the thing. Sorry to cut you off there. You're good. I that opening scene tells you everything you need to know about the Joker because let's be real, they don't really give us a whole lot about his character, but off the opening scene alone you know exactly who he is. And one of the things I love about his character and it it comes into play kind of piggybacking up on what you were about to say. Mm-hmm. Um with Harvey Dent when they're talking in the hospital is he's I mean he's just honest like I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I kind of I just, you know, he is an environment of chaos. He is chaos. So right. a lot of the whole Okay, so how would the Joker put this and this together, figure this stuff out? It's just he goes, I don't know. Let me just yeah. throw stuff together and see right. how it works. Yeah. So it's it's weird though, because at the same time he claims to not be someone with a plan, but that but that plan, whole yeah. that whole heist, he you have a plan he's with that. Out. You gotta have a plan yeah. for he's that. A, he's an unreliable narrator. Exactly. Yeah. But that kind of goes hand in hand with one of the other ones I was gonna bring up. But I was gonna bring up Dark Knight. So you're lucky you got. Yeah. That, I, I wanted to get that first yep. out. Heck yeah. So. But the Batman. Also has yeah. a really killer intro with Thursday, like, October thirty first. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you hear, like okay, this is this is Batman talking, like, <laughs> but <laughs> the way, yep, yeah, keep, keep this going throughout the whole <laughs> thing, and then he has this narration going on the entire time, and you have people looking in the shadows, the criminals looking in the shadows, thinking that the Batman's there, and then you hear him say like, oh, they think I'm lying in the shadows. 
but I hate the shadows. Bum, bum, and then it continues, bum, but you know, you never see him bum, once. Bum, bum, for those like opening 10 minutes. In the way. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a this is a musical episode. No, I'm kidding, loving right? it. Guys, this I'm is the Joker it. 2 leaked. <laughs> Not <Okay>. clickbait. <laughs> Where's Lady Gaga? <laughs> Honestly, okay, uh, real quick, like, what what would you think? What do you think about that? A Joker musical? With Lady I didn't even Gaga. know what to think. I mean, like, I didn't even really. I I liked the first Joker, but it's not something. It wasn't like it one of my favorite movies. It didn't oh, demand really? a sequel, let alone like a musical sequel with Lady Gaga. <laughs> like, what the hell is that going to be? I don't know if they pull it off. If they, pu- I mean, I will go watch it. I will wait and yeah. see when it comes out what the reviews are, and if they say it's pretty good, I'll go uh, check it out. I'll see it regardless. I'll see it regardless. Of I don't see like movies like that where I'm like, this is so bizarre. I don't know if I want to like spend however much money on a ticket just to, on the off chance that it's good. Rise With- of Gru. <laughs> movies <laughs> like that, I want to like play it safe and be like, okay, if it's good, maybe I'll give it. A ch- I'll check it out. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is kind of going off topic a little bit, but because we brought this up, or I brought this up last week with uh no or i guess two weeks ago now i i keep forgetting we did stuff out of order um i i brought up that i would be a little ticked if kenobi had a second season but he brought up the fair point well we're gonna watch it so like exactly does it really matter so exactly. because you just said you, you'll wait and see are there films that if it got a sequel even if you didn't want it you would still check it out Ooh, hmm regardless of the reviews yeah because i know regardless that's of the reviews yeah and I just want to I want to preface this by saying I'm not someone who like just goes and sees movies just because like the reviews yes. say they're good. Yes, understandable. Good clarification. When you're when you're living a broke uh, a broke adult <laughs> style, you kind of need to if you're gonna go to the theater and see a movie, you want to make sure you're gonna get a good experience. Yeah. Because I don't want to go to a movie and spend ten bucks on it on the off chance that I might like it. No, that's fair. Definitely. If fair. if it's like hyped up like that, like when uh, Doctor Strange came out and people saw it and they were like, "Oh, it's okay, it's not great." And I'm like, "Oh, I can just wait till it comes out on Disney Plus." I'm not like itching to go see that. Yeah, it wasn't worth premiere night. Yeah. Spider Man, no matter what, I was gonna go see just because oh, obviously yeah. it's Spider Man. So do you think Spider Man would be like the perfect example of that? Because like you kind of knew it was coming. I so, think. Like- Ever since Spider Man Two came out, yeah, in two thousand five, I've seen every Spider Man movie in Four, the theaters. But you're close. What? It's it four, but you're, you're close, yeah. Dang, okay. Right at the end. Wow, I feel so ashamed of myself right I now. I know. Leave. Leave. leave no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like ever since that came out, I've seen every Spider-Man movie in theaters just because Spider-Man is one of my favorite um, characters just in all yeah, of media. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Favorite Spider-Man. Tom Holland. Well, no. Tom Holland for live action. Josh Keaton for animation. Spectacular Spider-Man. That's fair. I, I, I'll respect that for animation. Uh, yeah. For I, animation, what, what for I you? I guess we should for both me. say movies that we'd see regardless of. Uh, definitely, it, it it all has to do for me with who's directing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if it's Quentin Tarantino, I'm definitely gonna see it. If Sequel it's Christopher though. Nolan, I'm definitely gonna see it because they don't. Because I, I was gonna. Get oh that. yeah, yeah, you're right, sequels, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't really count. So at that point, it's reliant on the actors mm-hmm. because Joaquin Phoenix is in it. I think, and because I love Joker, the the first one so much already. I think Joker is like the perfect example yeah. of what I'd see again, or if it's maybe even a character as well, like Batman. I'm always gonna go see That's a fair. Batman yeah. movie, so like I'm gonna see Batman too, regardless yeah. of the reviews or previews or anything like that. That yeah, makes but, sense. But yeah, because like you? I think I think with a lot of those, it's just like you have those characters and they mean so much to you that you want to just go watch them no matter what. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's fair. Whether they've watched it or not, you just want to see how they handle it. Exactly, mm. and you just want to see like another story with these characters. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. I think the biggest one for me that I would have said probably two, three years ago is when I heard that Maverick. Oh, yeah. Which we have Top Gun there, not the real one. I was like, man, why do we – we don't need this. Now, obviously, That's what I was thinking too. we all loved it. Yeah. Uh, you you saw it. I, yeah, yeah, I love that, yeah. It was – I'd say it's one of the best films of the year. But, but films that are coming out, I'm actually ironically going to say Hocus Pocus 2 mm-hmm. because Hocus Pocus is not a good film. Yeah. But it is one of those Halloween films that I watch almost every year, and I'm like – this doesn't need a sequel, but I'm very curious. And apparently, it broke the record for the most watched, uh, it, the most watched Disney Plus trailer in 24 hours, beating out Kenobi and The Mandalorian season two, which That's is crazy. Really? Oh Focus yeah. Pocus two did. Yeah. That is nuts. But obviously, we'll see with these films. I guess getting back on track. Um, you were just talking a few minutes back. What was the other? Fa- the you, so the Batman. Yeah. So are there any others that stick out to you specifically? As like sequels, I'd watch again no matter what. No, no, no. no. no uh, like opening scenes. Oh, 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 oh. Um, getting b- us back on track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I another one I always go to, and I thought about this this morning too, was um Saving Private Ryan. Not oh, yeah, the yeah. not Ooh. the D Day opening though. No, the, the, the intro to the film because I kind of 
like, yeah, D-Day is great. It's impressive. Spielberg, like, knocked it out of the park with that, too. But I think it does something to open the film how it does with, like, starting with, you don't know it's Private Ryan then, but as an old, the old man walking. Mm, yeah. It literally, it, it builds so much of just, like, setting up how, mu- how important this is. The story we're about to see is because you see this old this old man walking through the cemetery, seeing all these people who died in this war. Is Saving Private Ryan up here? No, no, we're I'm looking for inspiration. Oh, oh, oh! But like seeing all the people who died in this war, and then suddenly you go in on his eyes, where you realize we're about to see the war through his eyes and how crazy it actually all was. And I think it also like sets up that like this film is to pay respect for everyone who died. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. I think just starting it that way, as opposed to throwing us like right in the action, is like a good breather to like. To just sit us down and be like, okay, this is what this is all about. Right. Cue the crazy crap. Oh, yeah. Can I cuss on this? Sure. Oh, you can cuss as much as Hell you want. Hell yeah. Okay, yeah. let's go. <laughs> you're, you're thinking of all the words like, okay, so I want to say this at this point. I want to say this yeah. at this yeah. point. I want to get canceled over here. Yeah, so right. I'll say that towards <laughs> the end. But no, uh, I'm going to give a second shout out uh, to uh, Andrew Pudo. This is the second time I'm bringing him up. But uh, like one of my favorite teachers ever, writing mm-hmm. teacher, um, he has this thing when he's writing he says okay the best possible conclusion or are not you the still best playing possible, eight ball but no i'm <laughs> I, i'm looking for a, a specific movie that oh, i can't okay. think of on top of my okay. head so i'm oh, looking through his self. further but yeah one of the best conclusions that you can have is if you tie it into the intro and yep. you make keep mm-hmm. your intro fairly vague let the story happen and let the conclusion then answer the questions that you yeah. had in the intro. Mm-hmm. And I think Saving Private Ryan does that so well. Exactly. So like it, yeah. it, it exactly my point of like how it opens in the cemetery, it closes in the cemetery. You go mm-hmm. back to you start in the cemetery, but then you see how this story all played out, and then you go back and you suddenly realize how impactful that opening was for this guy because yeah. you see what all everyone who saved him went through, and now you realize the pain he was going through seeing that captain's grave that saved his life. Yeah, 100%. I would say another one that I think, it's too early to say, but I think legit could go down as one of the greatest animated films of all time is the opening, like, five or so minutes of Up. Like, it is, yeah. it is. I hate to yeah. say it's better than the rest of the movie, but it is, oh, it is. such a beautiful <laughs> it totally is. intro of... Um, visual mm-hmm. storytelling without any words with subtle music and mm-hmm. you see a whole life flash before your eyes like that yeah. it's excellently and beautifully made so i i kind of hold true on the fact that that's the only reason that film got all this praise and like won the, the ending Oscar. is also very the ending very is good, good but like again the ending does not hit as hard as it does without that intro yeah so so here's the thing maybe maybe you guys will disagree but i think up would have worked better as a short film where oh. it obviously you see the character development of Carl coming to grips with, yeah, I need to let Ellie go, or I need to be nicer to little boys that come up on my porch, mm-hmm. or I shouldn't kick out dogs for being nice or whatever. Like, you yeah. can take away a couple different morals. Or don't idolize people, or they're not the greatest as you they as you might have thought they were, like with Carl Muntz. Mm-hmm. You, you, you get a lot of, like, value from that, sure. But at the end of the day, if you just capped it at where, like, his wife died or whatever, and maybe have him, like, look through the memory book, and then she said, now go live your own adventure. Do a quick little montage of him doing stuff mm-hmm. on his own. And then have uh, maybe, I don't know if he'd be able to take it to Paradise Falls. but mm-hmm. like Even maybe, like him maybe. just imagining what it could yeah. have been like. like it exciting. literally could just be him taking a taxi out of the city to go to some location. Yeah, <laughs> it would, It's literally it, just it, this it. He has a ticket. You you realize he's just going to McDonald's down the road or something. Oh, yeah. This yeah. Would, that would be funny. Or this would be a little bit dark, but like he takes like her ashes to the to Niagara Falls. He goes on a little plane trip. Just and then he dumps <laughs> it. Dumps it. Yeah. That would be that would hit so hard. He takes it to Paradise <laughs> Falls and they blow into like Kevin's eye or something. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. Yeah. Lebowski style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen, you haven't seen Big Lebowski. No. Yet, have you? Oh, you gotta I, see it. I haven't watched it all the way through, but I've oh. watched like half of it. Yeah. I, do you remember that scene? Have you seen that? Is it towards the end? Yes. I haven't seen oh, it no, towards the end. Oh, I mean, okay, I think the last part I remember in the Big Lebowski is when he's like flying over the city. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I, a, I haven't watched it since then. Up. No, you gotta finish it. The then you'll understand the reference. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, I think I know the whole thing about the ashes because isn't oh, it? Yeah. Um, isn't it Steve Buscemi's ashes yeah, that they're spreading? And then it blows into Donnie. the dude's face. Donnie. Stepping yeah. over the line, Donnie. <laughs> John oh. Goodman, my goodness. Dude, that, that trio of Jeff Bridges. <laughs> John Goodman and, and Steve Buscemi. Steve, Steve, yeah, man. That's great. Anyways, that would be 
another great oh, yeah. for you then. Also a good outro, but I, I see oh, what yeah. you're saying about the short film thing. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. worked. And then I think maybe the top trump for me would have to be Lord of the Rings. Uh, that's what I was about the, to ask. Yeah. I was about to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, just like, there's something about Which the Which film? Way, like, each of them? The Fellowship. Oh, each, yeah. each, of, each of them are great. Like, mm-hmm. especially uh, Return of the King, like seeing like Smeagol's opening. I never got to see that when I was younger because my yeah. parents would always skip it. Yeah. That scarred it. me the first time I oh, watched that. Just <laughs> watching him like decompose. Yep. It's so gross. It's It, it just impacts you so It's so hard. It's a hard hitter. But fellowship more than any of the other ones. Just like yeah, it, that's it has that Star Wars effect of like, okay, here's exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm, but yeah. I think it's just so much more like beautiful and dark and just like it yeah. really does. Like, I'm not gonna. Sound. I was about to start doing the theme music, but I'm like, <laughs> no, that's not it. Or no, no, no. <laughs> No, you're doing no, the Shire you guys, music. You guys are We're doing, doing the Shire, Shire music. music. What yeah. are you doing? No, it's no. not supposed to be Shire. It's the. No, yeah, I was doing the Shire music. I, you guys skip. You guys skip oh. that first bit. That I first thought you were doing the. I'm talking about. Are oh, you yeah. also thinking about Shire, like the? Shire is still great, but the, like, like the. I can feel it. Yes. Yep. It began that, with the forging of the great rings. That theme. Three were given to the elves. It's, Lord, it's one of the best. Lord it of the really Rings is. soundtrack is. I the think that the best, Star Wars theme like. will go down as the most iconic because it's the most yeah. iconic, everybody but knows. But like it's not the best. No, Lord Ooh. of the Rings is the best. Star Wars is probably just the most iconic. Is this a new subtopic of like best uh, movie themes of all time? That's where we're about I've to got, go. I like think friend Braden, who we need to bring out at some point. Yeah. Ooh, he's a okay. Complete music nerd. All Any right. other like films that we're all thinking of with great openers? Oh. Because oh, you oh. just mentioned your personal favorite, so I have a personal I think, favorite. No, that's, that's just, oh, oh, I've just been mentioning. I've just been mentioning ones that I like that are my favorites. I haven't yeah. been like, I haven't yeah. been looking at it objectively. Everything I'm saying is totally subjective oh, yeah. to me. I think I'll, I'll mention this last one. If we do want to talk about composers and our favorite like movie themes, we can before we get into like the outros of some of our favorite endings. I think that one of probably my personal favorite because I'll never forget watching it the first time is the opening, ironically, of Revenge of the Sith, hmm. where it shows Ooh. Coruscant. And you hear the dun. Dun 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 dun, and then it, and then you just hear like the. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, amazing. But the freaking water. That that level on uh, Lego Star Wars. Whoa, the so new one. Good. I haven't. Well, I haven't played Revenge of the Sith. I hate on the to new tell you, yet. it is not in the it new one. Oh, it's, it's they skip it. Whole whole thing doesn't happen. It's a cutscene. See, that's what kind of makes me uh, not as uh, excited on buying it because I, I played through Phantom Menace. It's a blast, but it's through, annoying. I played through Phantom Menace and it just felt like I was just running through all the levels, like not really doing anything. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah. But, anyway, but that's, that's yeah. besides the point. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith, though. Banger yeah. of an opener. All the Star Wars, except, except I think, The Rise of Skywalker. I actually love the intro of The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. I do, too. Yeah. I remember, I remember seeing the intro to Force Awakens, and I was just so amped just to be in the theater watching this, and it felt like a Star Wars movie for the first time. In other than, so who talks first? Do you talk to us? Okay, first? that was stupid. That's yeah. that's a that's yeah, a Marvel that's, joke. Yeah, yeah. And then they do it again in Last Jedi. I have a message for General Hux about him and yeah. his mother. Freaking does a yo mama oh, yeah. joke in yeah. Star Wars. There, so yes. I, look, I'm I'm just gonna be real because I feel like we've been harsh on Marvel almost every single week. But yeah, Guardians, I would older. I would say, is one of those. Mm-hmm. I think Civil War has a really good intro. I actually think Avengers, and I hate to say this, has not aged well. It is hella cheesy every time I rewatch it. But oh, the Avengers yeah. intro is very captivating, especially when like you know that they're gonna build this team. But when mm-hmm. Coulson is like, we need to call in the initiative, and mm-hmm. then bum 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 bum, like yeah, it's kind of like I don't know. The Joss Whedon Avengers intros are kind of weird, just because like they randomly cut dun, dun, to the title card dun, dun. of like yeah, like the music doesn't build up or anything. Well, have you seen Lightyear? I wanted to mention no, this. Lightyear's intro is legitimately ripped off of the Avengers. Like the really? way that it, the way that it, the the words kind of like, like spin, spin in. into frame. Yeah, uh-huh. you remember that? It yep. literally says Lightyear the exact same. That's way. so like, weird. That's hilarious. But like, yeah. So like in Infinity War and Endgame, like the music you hear like the. You don't get that. You don't get that in the first one in Age of Ultron. You kind of get you get the theme in Avengers, hey, but Age like, of Ultron's underrated. That's my it, opinion. It is underrated. It's overhated. It, I don't know. Yeah. If it's underrated. Yeah. I think it's overhated. Uh, overhated is the better word. Yes. I think looking at it with the perspective that we have now of like where that whole saga went, Age of Ultron is was definitely like setting a lot of stuff up for it, and it's good having that payoff now. Yeah. 
I was, remember back then being very like underwhelmed with it. It was pivotal for Civil War, which then was pivotal for Infinity War. Exactly. So that's that's kind of how it all worked out. But yeah, do we want to talk our favorite like scores, or do we want to? That could be an entire another episode. Yeah, I, I feel like episode. we we have another reason to bring you back on. So. Heck yeah, I'd love yeah. to come back. Yeah. 100%. So what about what are, what are some of our favorite outros? Because all if unless you guys want to start. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let that go first. Desolation of Smog. Yeah, has probably my favorite one where like they release the dragon and he's like I am fire I am death and then Bill comes out and he's like what have we done and then mm-hmm. it just cuts to black oh. imagine so they never right released the battle of the five oh. armies imagine it ended like that and they're I'd like alright so we're done <laughs> I would honestly yeah okay I, I I think battle of the five armies is overhated I just like it just because it's like an epic oh yeah it's awesome battle. it doesn't make sense that whole lot as a movie yeah it's kind of just more like a it's like a fan type thing i don't know that whole but series like, the whole hobbit series itself just kind of doesn't make sense <laughs> like how it was uh, made. i think okay, it makes so good sense it just yeah. doesn't follow the books which so, is fine well no because here's the thing there was there weren't hobbit books it was a hobbit book yeah and then they split yeah that's why i said movies, book, which was why yeah. it kind of it was kind of not doomed to not fail because it didn't fail it, it no it was it great was, it yeah. did, i loved it it did all right i, I, I still love the hobbit movies i guess like they didn't do all right. They did great. Yeah. Just being yeah. real. But. I mean, well, yeah. I just, I guess the part that always just bugs me is the fact that they were going to do two movies. And, like, yes, it would have been, I think, been, it would have been so much more balanced that way. But then Warner Brothers, the freaking ever, ever ambitious studio that they are wanting so much out of their own, yeah. out of their uh, filmmakers, they came in and said, let's get a third movie in there. Re- and remember, then, though, it, it came out at the time where it was Hunger Games Part 1 and 2. It was the yeah. Divergent series had 1 and 2. The Maze Runner, originally the final film was going to be 1 and 2. It came out in that time because, I don't know if you guys yeah. remember, but Battle of the Five Armies originally was going to be sort of possibly split up into two films. The Battle of the Five Armies? Yeah. So we were going to have four? We were going to possibly have four. There's How no would that, that have worked? worked? It wouldn't work. <laughs> that was, but okay, the fact that they tried to get four movies out of a out of one, one book, book that's smaller than one Lord of the Rings book. That's but insane. I will say. because okay, A lot does happen in The Hobbit, though. Oh, yeah. That's but true. A lot of movies, no. what I do appreciate about The Hobbit, I know you, uh, I don't want to say you were nitpicking, but. I, I can see. I mean, I mean, call me out. I mean, it's yeah. a difference of opinion. It's, it's fine. They yeah, they add things. Well, Tariel, I think, is the weirdest. Part. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that. But they add characters like Legolas, and they add more character development to Throndoyle instead of like a handful of lines to make it kind of blend more. And what I love is the whole the Dol Guldur stuff is like three lines in the book, but they turn that into a whole <laughs> subplot <laughs> yep. that somehow actually fits really well, tying into Fellowship and then Two Towers. So, so yeah. in the Silmarillion, there's more that happens with that, which is basically oh, yeah. a prequel to everything, Lord of the Rings and Hobbit style. So like, they pulled more from that, but I would really love, to, and maybe we've said this before, maybe we'll bring this up when we review the Lord of the Rings series, but or Rings of Power series. But a Silmarillion series would be really cool. Hmm. I feel Which like maybe the maybe power or the Ring of Power, Ring Power of the Ring, or whatever it is, will actually like subtly do stuff. Because yeah. I think that's supposed to be set over the course of a handful hundred years, even though yeah. it's not. Unless it's gonna go get, I expect it to go Game of Thrones style, where it's like weirdly gory and like yeah. have some strange things that you're like, this does not fit. I really just hope that they don't lose sight of I guess, which the i'm very worried the more that we hear the more i'm like oh no it seems, yeah it seems more like they're trying to get you know maybe i shouldn't say it. maybe i'll just stop it here but like, it, I, I feel we, like we kind of know what you're alluding to yeah this. yeah i just i think if they need to focus more on the story mm-hmm. as and opposed think, to yeah just trying to get audiences in just for the sake of Hey, it's more Lord of the Rings material. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We got to keep the rights to. We got to keep the media rights to this. Uh, to this IP. Let's go. Yeah. Let's make another show. Right. Which I'll be real. They're gonna make spinoffs off of that. But we're getting off topic with just that. So. But yeah, yeah, that was Desolation of Smog was yeah. one of my favorite shows. Yeah. I was gonna use that as a uh, same franchise. Springboard. The, springboard. Thank you. The yeah. uh, the closing to Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. That is that yeah. right after from when Frodo leaves. The fellowship and like gets on the boat and Sam gets on with him to the end is just like peak cinema Wait, in my opinion. Fellowship or you're talking? Oh, yeah, that's fellowship because then Sam Frodo gets on the boat out. and then he's like, "You're right." I, like, I was no, thinking fellowship at the end too, which yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's like, or "Return, return." Sorry. When he's like, "I'm so, going yeah. to Mordor, I'm coming with you," and and, yeah. and then everything from that end out from like, uh, Pip, not Pippin, um, who am I thinking? Samwise and Frodo. Them, and then, and then Pippin like, get 
And then Mary yeah. and Pippin get taken, and Ghibli and Legolas and Aragorn are like, we're going to go find them. And then the it, music yeah. swells up, and then they see, they like crest the mountain and see yeah. Mordor, and then you're just like, I'm glad you're with me. And then it ends. Fellowship yeah. of the Rings, it's just such a perfect movie. There's yeah. so it many is. flaws. I, to, again, to piggyback off of what both of you said, I think The Return of the King has one of the greatest endings ever. Which one? Return of the King. Which ending? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, well you're right. Um, yeah. I think the best ending. I love the endings, you, though. You, you They're all great. You need to tie up. So there needs yeah. to be several endings. Exactly. Like, the, I, I love I the, the ending of how Aragorn kind of got everything he wanted is really good. I think mm-hmm. I, I specifically am thinking of when you realize that Frodo is leaving. Oh. Because I watched the movie before Frodo. I read the book. Yeah. So I was like, dude, I was a hot mess. So I'm was like, I, no, dude. No, yeah. no, please yeah. don't. Please don't. But it all makes sense leading into what mm-hmm. eventually Middle Earth was going to become. Exactly. I guess oh. other films, though, let, I guess let's move away. Because we could say all three, honest, or all six movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They always give, they always, if for nothing else, like, I may bash on The Hobbit. They always know how to get you to come back to the next one. I really don't have any problems with them other than visually. But especially, I even like the first one because the ending is a little rough where they kind of end up after the eagles. Yeah. But when you start zooming away and they go into the mountain and you see the snout and the eye. You didn't like that? I thought that was kind of awesome. I love that. Okay. (laughs) I loved it. Man, I'm coming (laughs) off as such a Hobbit cynic. I don't think they're bad movies at all. Yeah. Like, I just, compared to Lord of the Rings, I can't help but compare them. And, like, you you are a hand. Well, I was going to say, you're not that much older than both of us, but. I think I, we were like prime age, all three of us, maybe mm-hmm. when these came out. So I was like, oh yeah. my God, this is awesome. We were early 2000s. What are you talking about? <laughs> How old were you guys? No, we're talking about The Hobbit. Oh, The Hobbit, The Hobbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was I, like, I, yeah, I remember rolling I, in. I wasn't I, 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 I know we're talking about the Lord of the Rings. No, 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 The Hobbit. The I was Hobbit. like, guys, you guys are not that much older than me. <laughs> yeah, The Hobbit. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Hobbit. I agree with The Hobbit because I remember rolling up into the theater opening night for The Hobbit and I was sitting down and then you just hear like the Hobbit title comes on and you just hear I was yeah, like, like, oh my gosh, this is it. finally happening. Oh, I would love so to good. go back and rewatch those again in theaters. For I want to experience what I've experienced. The only one I actually got to see in theaters was Battle of the Five Armies. Really? Yeah. So this is how my parents treated a few things. Like Harry Potter was that way. They would they wanted me to read the books before I saw the films. So I watched or when the um Unexpected Journey came out. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to read the book. So I read the book. By the time I finished the book, it was out on DVD. And then when we were on vacation when Desolation of Smaug came out. We were actually planning on seeing it. I got sick the night before. Oh, it's no. It's the only oh. time I was like like blacked out for the whole thing. So I woke up. I'm like, where am I? I don't know what's happening. So I ended up seeing that on DVD when it came out. But Battle of Five Armies was such an, a great experience. It was the only film I've ever seen in 3d that i can at least remember but mm-hmm. i saw desolation in 3d i think i saw uh, none of them are worth journey. seeing in 3d <gasps> honestly. the barrel yeah. scene was kind of cool in 3d but i don't oh, i'm yeah. not a big fan of 3d movies in barrel scene is one of my all-time favorite like practical scenes like seeing the way that they did it is so much yeah fun. but <laughs> straight up a video game yeah did like, you guys uh did you guys ever read that uh thing that the behind the scenes fact that said uh all the dwarves were in the water for so long that some all of them just peed in the barrel. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. like, that makes so much and Martin, sense. And Martin Freeman found out and he kind of got pissed because he's like, I'm pissed. the one swimming. Ah, funny, <laughs> exactly. funny. Yeah. Because he was like, I'm going to be swimming in this water. Like, yeah. I don't have a barrel. I think, <laughs> I thought that was just so funny to find out. That is really funny. Getting away from the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings trilogy, other films I think have great endings. I think the all time greatest ending to a film, and this is me being biased as hell, but is Empire Strikes Back. I was going to bring that one up. It ended in such a horrible way mm-hmm. with the whole, no, I am your father. And then, like, it ends with Han, Han's captured. You don't really know what's happening. And just, which, is it on the wall? It is. Empire? Yeah. Just the way that it ends is so perfect oh, yeah. for setting up. And that's one of the things I kind of wish is that we had to wait that three-year period because I could not right. believe. I, I actually watched a documentary a handful of days ago on YouTube, like, it was from the perspective of what it was like waiting that three-year period. And, like, the fact that people waited outside their theater weeks on end just to have a seat, like, blows my mind. Weeks. It's something that we've never and probably never will experience. Because it's all online now. Yeah, exactly. It's all online. Um, the only thing I could actually ever see – well, that, no, because I do remember when The Force Awakens came out. We waited in line a long time to get into it. Even though we had tickets, everyone just wanted to be in that line, that experience with the fans, kind of talking oh, yeah. your speculations before the film. But I would say that is probably my all-time favorite ending just because it was one of the first films during that time period that ended 
in a way that wasn't so happy Mm -hmm. and it left you wanting so much more for that three-year period exactly something like harry potter or or the um, The hobbit or most films nowadays we don't have that three-year period anymore so it's like when desolation and it's like oh that sucks only have to wait about nine more months before the next film comes out so that to me i think is one of the best of all time so but even then too with like even the fact of having to wait a year to like get the next installment is still kind of is still a challenge in itself like yeah. infinity war that's that what i was ended, about to say let me add that to the list that may be my yeah. all-time favorite i remember actually. i remember yeah. being, i know you don't agree but. i remember just watching <laughs> well, no, yeah. i remember watching the second trailer for endgame and just thinking this is only like two months away but i le- legitimately cannot wait any longer i think to i actually shed a tear when i saw the so first trailer I. which is hilarious because it was yep. just so it was just so monumental like you just were like they killed off half the freaking heroes. What do we do? In, in all fairness, too, I, I, I kind of forgot it existed. That was the That is a film experience. I think that's personally my all-time favorite experience. Oh, definitely. It, yeah, it was yeah. the only film that, when I, when I ran track, our, uh, our coach was big on these, uh, big on the film. So I mm-hmm. remember he, like, let some of us out early that day. Yeah. And he left, too, to go see it, like, the oh, first showing. Yeah. That's, and being in the let's go. being in the crowd with yeah. you know I'm all dressed up in my Marvel stuff and everybody is and like I'm literally sobbing the whole movie yep. of not uh, not of like sadness some scenes yes but just of pure joy like the fact that I'm actually able to experience this and I know it's been kind of downhill from there but like that's a I will never forget we didn't know it was downhill from there you at sort that point. of see that little portal open and you hear hey Cap. On your left, that yeah. roar from the crowd has only been matched by Rise of Gru of all things. Right, when I, I saw it, but yeah, that moment for me wasn't like as like hyped up. I was just like, oh, that's cool. It was never like a whoa moment. Mm-hmm. What the whoa moment for me was definitely Cap grabbing the hammer because I did not oh, yeah, see that, that coming, and I was just like, Bruh. that got a huge reaction too. But it, this is funny, and I feel like he's he'll. I've said this a handful of weeks back. He'll never outlive his his portrayal. But the biggest reaction. Of the whole movie, the because I saw it, th- I saw it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I believe on that Tuesday. So I oh saw my it five gosh. times. Yeah, was every time was when the portals open, everyone's going crazy, and then Tom Holland swings. Yeah, oh, every girl in the theater lost their minds. I like, think oh my God. Uh, those two moments I think stand out as just like because for Mjolnir, I wasn't even planning on cheering in the theater when that happened. Mm-hmm. Saw him catch the hammer. I just, my arms flew up in the air, and I was just like, I, yeah. I, "Let's go!" There are films yeah. like that that I'm a little bit slow on. So when I saw it raising, my mind didn't even go to Cap first. Mine because I, I remembered that he was still down. I yep. thought, "Oh, it's gonna be Thor," but then it goes past, and I'm like, "Wait, wait!" And, and then, then it was Cap. Yep. And the 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 dramatic him oh. holding, and then you hear the no 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 no, and then everybody yeah. loses yep. their mind. Was so cool. Yeah, <sighs> so I don't good. Think there's ever gonna be an experience quite like that again because like. Barbie? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, okay, never mind. Barbie. 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 It's got to be Barbie. The thing that I think is, again, that is so impressive, and it's one of the reasons why, even though I, I've bashed on Phase 4, I will watch anything Marvel puts out, mm-hmm. is that never, ever, ever for the rest of our lives will there be a film franchise that was able to do the things that the MCU was able to do. The fact that we had, I think that was the 23rd, third or fourth film third or fourth something like that like Uh the fact that they were able to successfully have that many films first off i also want to add and i know we were talking ratings don't matter the fact that every single one of their films was actually certified Mm -hmm. either fresh or a positive review to this day blows my mind they've Mm -hmm. only had one thing with a negative review eternals and i don't think it's as bad as everyone says but it's like didn't hulk have a incredible hulk Hulk? was hulk is like riding the line i think yeah it's like like a 62 or something but it's like same with the dark world It, it rides that line I I think Dark World's overhated, to be honest. But it's not bad. There's definitely good parts in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The only film in the Marvel universe that I actually haven't watched and I never plan on watching is The Incredible Hulk. Really, I know everything that happens, but I just there's something about having Edward Norton and Mark Ruffalo that really doesn't work for me. Especially given how Mark Ruffalo is now, he's so like the the character is so different in that movie. But it, yep. he he works better. But I mean, especially because you know every every Hulk iteration from now on has been based off of Mark Ruffalo. But yeah, other any other films that we can think of with great closers, hmm. other than like American Psycho, Nightcrawler, any of those Sigma films. Sigma films. Sigma films. Um, I mean, Inception's always a classic. With oh yeah. Spinning yeah. the top. Uh, what else? Um, I'd say Interstellar, but. I've also I I think I've actually came to the realization that I, that may be my all time favorite film. 
I can't. I, I say it's top five, but I literally cannot think of anything else in my top five. That's fair, understandable. But yeah, it's the music, if anything, and I, I won't lie. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like the less mainstream movies I've seen that have really, really good closers, but like none are really coming to my Planet mind. Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes for sure. Oh, the original Planet the of the original, Apes outro. Yeah. Oh my gosh, bro. Mm. That oh, and War too. War. Oh but yeah, the OG one oh, is really War's good. Great. Oh, there was one that I had that it just slipped my mind. Yeah, I'm blank. I'm oh yeah, uh, Sweeney Todd. I oh love yeah, of that. I never saw Sweeney Todd. You never, I think I think you would enjoy. it. Do you like Tim Burton at all? Not really. Never mind. You won't like it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I grew up on. Um, oh, so you like? So you like that? I do like the remake. Oh, yeah. let's go! <laughs> Finally, I, I, like I don't yes. think it's bad. Especially, it's, it's definitely different than the the was the seventies film. Yeah. Uh, I think people are just butthurt because they love Gene Wilder, which is fair. I mean, he's a classic Wonka. Of course, but like, this movie was actually accurate to the to the book, and it's exactly how mm-hmm. I imagined a movie would be after reading it, the book. He, I mean, Johnny Depp as Willy Wonka is just like what I envision now when I hear the words Willy Wonka. Like that dude oh, yeah. just looks like he screams that name. Gene Wilder oh. looks like a kind old man that you could sit on his yeah, lap and yeah. he tells you stories about the good old Johnny days. Johnny Depp has a look though that's like a little unsettling and he real like they He's a bit wonky. The, yeah, that's <laughs> what I was about to say. The the paleness of his skin in that film really helped where he, he like looks old, sick, a little insane cuz well, he like, is. Cuz yeah. I mean, that's I, his character yeah. cuz he's supposed to be. Well, he's the thing a, is like he's always like pretty tan like in real life, but like yeah. all the yeah. movies he's in cuz it's mostly Burton, he's always like that yeah, or they like change up. his race and everyone loses their minds. But <laughs> yeah. Let's hope we don't go back to those days anymore, but yeah. There's that a movie. is God. No, you finished. There's what you a say. there's a movie he did called uh, I think it was Black Mass. Yes, oh, that's where, a, that really was impressive where he movie. has like really good. He's not like oh, the typical yeah. Johnny Depp look. His hair he doesn't even look like him. Yeah, he's bald and wears like it's yeah, it's insane. Different from the jo- standard Johnny Depp look, right? But even the standard Johnny Depp look, like he looks so different, but like the same all the time. His yeah. the voice like, is always what gets me. He like, didn't do so many voices, which is awesome. He, yeah, the first time I heard him after I saw Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, which is like, "Good morning, Starshine." The <laughs> Earth says hello, and then you hear him in court, and he's like, "Oh yes, Miss Hood." Uh, no Mega way. Boot. Keep what? talking. I, this is very unrelated. Um, is he doing the eight ball again? No, there is some. There are some <laughs> leaks for um, Black Panther two. Neymar, who is Marvel's version. Of uh, oh, Aquaman, an Aztec boy. This is what he looks like. Oh, what? Okay, what in the darns? I don't know how to feel about. Will that. he have the? Will he have the wings on his feet? That's what I want to know. Uh, will he have a shirt on? <laughs> I'm guessing not. Uh, oh my goodness! This it's is look, the. It's giving me 300 vibes. This is the Ironheart show. Ooh, the okay. Rumored title, or not the title, the Iron actual Heart. logo. That's not bad. It's not bad. It's not good either. But. It it could be. It could be worse. It could be like the uh, the logo for the Loki show. Yeah, that true. was that one is bad. You don't like so, that show? No, the logo. Oh the logo. no, 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 no. A, that's like a top five project. No, for I mean, MCU, I mean, which is very highly praised by me. I love it. I mean, I, I like it fine. Yeah, I'm surprised so many people just like find it so boring. Or it's it's because there it's, isn't no big CGI fight where like mm-hmm. right. the hero fights the villain who looks exactly like the hero because it actually ERJB rides, it rides more on dialogue and the dialogue's actually pretty fun and I'll admit like, this is a hot take the humor works perfectly it doesn't have these really awkward forced jokes that <sighs> I yep. liked Moon Knight don't get me wrong but Moon Knight had some really cringy moments mm-hmm. yep but yeah. we might talk a little bit more Moon Knight. Later. We're eventually going to do an episode. Oh, yeah. I was about to say, yeah. next week you may hear some of our no, thoughts on week. Moon Knight. Oh, this, week this week for us, this next weekend. week for you guys. <laughs> yeah. No, next week for us, later this week. For them. But you'll hear it, it in a few days. My brain is going to about to explode. You'll hear <laughs> it in a few that's days. That's the plan here. We, yeah. Oh, I got you. Okay, I appreciate that. Yeah. Straight up the well, boys before, style. We, before we wrap anything else up, are there anything else we, we need to talk about or any other outros that we're thinking or missing? None that I can think of. I mean, honestly, I came prepared to talk about intros. I hadn't really thought about outros. Yeah. Any other intros yeah. that we can think of? Intro to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You were about to say intro to Jeopardy. Intro to Jeopardy is really masterfully put together. Every time Alex Trebek walks up. Oh, I'll actually add one. I'll say Alex. I love this. 2001 A Space Odyssey is very beautiful. 
Oh yeah. True. But that that's a film that I think will hold up for the rest of eternity. The one my only problem with that movie is it is quiet as hell. Like you gotta have that thing on full blast yeah. to actually yeah. hear the audio because they would shoot the cameras would or the microphones would be so far away from the actors they were basically yelling because yeah. of how vi- well it's visually pleasing. I would love a remake of that, which is yeah. a really hot take, but yeah. I feel like that's one of those movies like Back to the Future where just like everyone is going to like castrate whoever remakes that yeah. like anyone involved in that they've remastered it a few times but i think that it would be really cool i i want a carbon copy i don't want anything else changed but just to see it in a modern setting or even do it in animated style i would yeah. really love that yeah. which i think that they've done but yeah two other intros i can think of is one that i said charlie and chalk factory was my absolute favorite intro growing mm-hmm. up and that just like That's the fair. music, especially the main title theme, oh, so good. Danny Elfman. Anytime that boss. that intro comes on, I always try and listen for like that. Yep, so it works so well with the movie. But uh, another one, very different from Charlie and the Chalk Factory, is Goodfellas with the. Ooh, as far yeah. back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I didn't think about that. It's so good. Martin Scorsese is pretty good with that sort of thing. Like he did that with something similar, I think. With was More. it Wolf of Wall Street or something? Wolf of Wall Street is a, a freaking wild opening. It's, it's a it's a wild ride. The whole movie is the wild. Whole, yeah. yeah, I think it's a little overrated. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I would agree. It's but. it's it's really bloated, but like yeah, it's yeah. it's an interesting story to follow. Yeah, and then. Uh, Bouncing back to Quentin Tarantino, Inglorious Bastards, the scene with Hans oh Landa my gosh, and the yeah. milk and the, <laughs> the, oh, yeah. the friggin' pipe, the, um, <laughs> the something pipe, what, I forget what it's called. It's the Sherlock Calabash. Holmes pipe. Calabash pipe, yep. He whips that out and he's like, do you mind if I smoke? Whatever, and then switching between speaking different languages yeah. and then shooting Ike. up the people underneath the floorboards. Oh, it's, such a, it's just such a powerful movie in general when it comes oh, yeah. to dialogue. So it's, that's that's got to be, like, as far as dialogue goes, it's my favorite. You're hiding enemies of the state, are you not? Yes. <laughs> You're hiding them under the floorboards. Yes. Have either of you seen Argo? Point them out to me. I'm trying to. Do I'm trying to end this. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to get off. Otherwise, we're gonna script right forever. Oh. I'm trying to hunt down enemies of the state. <laughs> you know, we were talking about what Argo. <laughs> have either of you seen Close. the movie? Argo? I have seen Argo. Yeah. Argo oh, has a really good intro too. With uh, the, oh, them yeah. taking over the embassy. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, I guess so somehow we got to tie this back to July 4th. Uh, Independence uh, Day. No, I'm kidding. Uh, since we're actually halfway through the year, I don't know how many films you've seen. Out of all the films that we've been able to see that came out this year, what mm. would we say so far are like some of our favorites, other than The Batman? Because that better be Ooh. on your list. Oh, yeah. If it's not, you actually get executed. <laughs> that I drawer mean, has all the heads of people that don't like Batman. Yeah. I mean, Maverick is definitely one that is probably like... Yeah. Maverick is probably my favorite so far. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think here. There was this uh this indie co- indie like romantic comedy that came out a couple a couple weeks ago called uh, Cha Cha Real Smooth. Oh, I've heard of that. It one. is so I heard good. It's unbelievable. But it, it's it's on. Is it on Prime or is it? Hulu? I don't know if it's on Prime. I just saw it at the theater where I work. Yeah, it's um, super limited. It was a limited release. It's on streaming. Yeah. I believe it's Amazon Prime. And this dude is like, I think he's in his late twenties, and this was his second feature. The dude knocked it out of the park. I oh, think yeah. with this. Uh, Cooper, what's his name? I can't remember his last name. Yeah. But Cooper Duper. Cooper Duper. Super, <laughs> Coo- super, super Cooper Duper. Cooper Pooper. Cooper Cooper. Yeah. Anything else? Um, those are the two that are really sticking out yeah. as like favorites of the year so far. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure some are going to come to me as I'm driving home and be like, dang it, I want to oh, talk about that's, oh, that's, that's how it works every week. Every I know, week. right? Yeah. It's just more yeah. of an excuse to come back. That's all. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. But, um, for me, obviously, Maverick was great. I saw that at a drive-in theater, Ooh. so that was really fun. I'm, I, that, that was my – well, aside from when I, when we were in Disney, it's been a long time since I've been to a drive-in theater, so that was a lot of fun mm-hmm. doing that with friends. And then uh, Lightyear, as I said uh, a couple weeks back, that was one of my favorite theater experiences. Yeah, I hate, just that, I like, hate that it's not doing well, and no, one, know, no like, one likes it, it seems. Yeah. They're just sort of view bombing. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But I think probably my favorite movie this year that's come out, aside from, like, The Batman – um, I would say it's probably the unbearable weight of massive talent. I still need to see that. You gotta see. I still need to see that. Our theater sucked. It was, it was, it was horrible. Though it was literally like three just of us. us engaged. Pretty yeah, much. Th- it was pretty much it. I think for me, that's pretty much it. That's, that's all that's, you need, really. Yep. I think other than I don't even think the Batman was my favorite experience. I think my favorite, mo- the, the best movie I've seen in theaters, and again, I I'm gonna use tread lightly because by the end of the year, when we the two of us, as in me and I, go back and kind of. Go over 
the go top over top our uh, top ten and what our new top ten is going to be. Easily, it was everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Um, the Northmen would definitely be up there too. Um, I'm trying to think of, obviously, the Batman. I would say Lightyear, but man, I just I feel bad. Actually, I'm gonna put Sonic Two up there. I had a Sonic two. absolute blast in the Sonic theaters. All right, all right. But obviously, I feel like I'm I'm. I like it a lot more than everybody else, but mm-hmm. I think that everything, every, every, everything, everywhere, <laughs> all at once was the best theater experience. Hey, I can't. We're gonna have to do an episode whenever you watch it because there, there's so much, oh, so things. much. No, no, no. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh yeah. So much I want to talk about that I just can't say because we have to do full spoilers. Everybody watch that, but Maverick is. Maverick may be at, at the mm. top just because of how intense it was yeah. from yeah. beginning to end. So Maverick was probably like, in terms of the theater experience, it was also the best theater experience I had this year just oh, because yeah. I saw it in IMAX, and each time I saw it in IMAX, it was almost a sold-out house. Even in standard, it looks yeah. unbelievable, but IMAX will look yeah. a lot better. And you yeah. would get like you would get parents taking their like, 12, 13-year-old kids to see this, and then when like – uh, can I spoil Maverick? Oh yeah, you both yeah. have seen it, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, like pretty much any time there was like a callback to the original, you would hear every adult in the theater like, audibly. Oh. Just, oh. Or yep. like when, like when he goes and visits Iceman, and you see that like he's actually there. Oh, I, I, tears I, yep. I think I heard. Beautiful. I think scene. I heard half the theater just go, "Oh, it's Iceman!" Iceman. And then like in the end, when he gets in the um, what is it? The F fourteen. Yeah. Is that the yeah. jet he he takes in the end? He climbs in the cab and he er, cab. He climbs in the cockpit, and all the adults were just like. Everyone over the age of thirty was just like, "Yeah, let's go, yeah, boy!" Yeah. And I wanted them when he took off on that uh, in that scene. I wanted it to just go danger zone, but I know they, would, I knew they wouldn't do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they did start out the. Oh shoot! Did they, wait? Was it highway? Did the danger zone is what they started out with? Yeah. They yeah. they completely mirrored the first Top Gun <laughs> intro. Even the end. What I love about Top, uh, at least about Maverick, and we'll, we'll end with this, I guess, is that the ending and the beginning are literally carbon copies but everything in the middle mm-hmm. made it so much better i was I, real yeah. worried 30 minutes in i'm like oh god this yeah. is about to be a rehash but yeah. no no it was Ooh. better that's how that's yeah. how we'll that's how we can end this with intros i think that intro is like probably one of the better intros of like the movies that have come out this year just because it it takes the whole concept of like the requels that have come up like mm-hmm if you guys have seen Scream Five, they explain what requels are. Do you know, what? I haven't seen any of the screams. I don't feel like watching the new one just because I'm not a big fan of any of them. I've yeah. heard it was really good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but the point I was getting at is like they they talk about requels, which is like a reboot but sort of a sequel to the original franchise, mm-hmm. and that's what I oh. think. That's what I think this movie does so well. Is it? Is it like? It's it's taking a lot from the original, but it's also putting it in its own yeah that's in fair. its own little twist on it to mm-hmm. update yeah. it, which is why I love that intro so much because it's paying homage to the original while still like seeming relevant with the rest yeah. of the film. You like it, it lets you know right off the bat this is a Top Gun movie. Yeah, yeah. So like sense. it's gonna open the same way. This really fits well with Independence Day. Actually, Happy Fourth of July. Again. Happy Fourth. I think July. I think July. one of the coolest parts about Top Gun. This is impressive on both films. Is that it takes these these one note characters. Because mm-hmm. I hate to say it, every single character is very one note, but they're all so likable, and mm-hmm. you lo- like. Yeah. Even just by the nicknames, you you can understand exactly who they are just with the nicknames alone. But yeah, I yep. think with that, anything else, boys, you want to add? Uh, the other movie that I just saw recently with JP was Eldest. So if you haven't seen that, Ooh, okay. I'm seeing definitely. it tonight. Was okay. it was it worth See it? That, it's worth it. Uh, make sure that you are awake during it because I fell asleep at a couple points so just because I didn't get enough. It's sleep it's long. The night yeah. Before. This lady came out of the theater but, and said, "How long is Elvis?" And I said, two hours and forty minutes." And she was like, "Oh my oh, god!" Oh, you saw are you it too? Serious? Did you both like it? No, I it uh the theater I work at is showing Elvis right now. Which theater? The Neon. In uh, downtown. Dayton. Okay, I've wanted to go there. So, is it as cool as everyone makes it seem? Cause Heck yeah, dude! Okay. Imagine working there. It's okay. so great. I've never even heard of that. It's I need it's to go check it out. It's now. like a. It's like an art, like an pl- art product plug for the neon. Uh, yeah. So the neon is well. an independent theater. We show uh, independent slash foreign films, some documentaries occasionally too. But you should definitely come and check it out because yeah. it That's, is it is a great place to go. That might now, be a cool place to record too if we could get a hold of it. If well, when when oh shoot, when Justin and myself went to go see. Everything everywhere all at once. That was originally a because we were gonna go see it at the yeah. neon, but the only days that both of us were able to work. see it, it wasn't yeah. there. We actually, I was, if it were to work out, I was gonna be like reach out yeah. to them and see if we could have done something there. But yeah, I think with that all being said, boys, 
It's very good to have you on. Thank we'll you have Nathan on me. again. I definitely hope Shoo- to come back. Shooby dooby doo. Actually, Shooby Scooby Weezer. We never we never mentioned that earlier, but like again, like I was saying off camera, like you should you should definitely start doing more podcast stuff for yourself because at one point, I think it was October, like after, when we got up on stage after at Fall Tree, Fall Tree, like, everyone was like, podcast. "Yeah," but we never figured out what we wanted to do, so it never happened. Exactly. But I'm glad we finally call had it a front to stage. On a I finally cinema. get to be on a podcast. Front right? stage yeah. cinema that would be yeah. funny. <laughs> Actually, what was it that we did? We were just uh, one of us was blindfolded and like trying to had to describe food. I think. Oh yeah, and then like we had the kiwis and then the we, jelly beans and stuff. Kiwis and jelly it beans. Was, and it nerds. was a fun time. It was a great time. That's yeah. always fun. Glad you're finally on a podcast now. Thank you for having me. Here. dreams. Exactly. Where can yep. they find you on social media if they would like to follow? Um, if you want to check out my Instagram, you can follow me at nw schubert. It follows anything I'm doing with film. Um, okay. He'll all be tagged on the post, by yeah, the way. All the stuff yep. I'm trying to do with that, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Well, lovely boys and girls, it's been a very lovely time today. We we apologize. Actually, no, no, we don't apologize for the singing. You are welcome for our You're singing. You're welcome. Actually, you, you uh, are graced we'll, with having heard our voices. We'll link our Venmos. <laughs> yeah, so twenty bucks. Wanna, <laughs> that'll be twenty bucks each per second. Actually, <laughs> per, per, second, per second. Per second. Yeah. Well, with that being said, I'm Jaden. I'm Mike. I'm Nathan. And we will catch you around the corner for the next episode, which we'll probably be talking about Ethan Hawke. Most likely. If not, we will. you may actually hear us next on a different podcast, but we'll talk about that next oh, time. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, boys and girls, take care. Mommy and Daddy love you. We'll see you next time. <laughs> oh, finally, I, I have that confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping that part in. <laughs> yes.